Hi, everyone. This is Allison Bossert, scavenger and host of Thrifty Times Podcast, a show for anyone interested in finding bargains for as little as a dollar and flipping them for profit. It's about upcycling, recycling, repurposing, and finding unique ways to make and save money. Thrifty Times, call for thrifty measures. Today on episode number seven, I want to tell you about my experience creating a product through Alibaba and selling it on Amazon. We'll delve into the good, the bad, and the surprising sales thanks to the pandemic. Seriously. But first, let me tell you about this week's find. Recently, I started watching a lot of YouTube on thrifting and full-time eBay reselling. To be perfectly honest, I'm kind of addicted to it now. Many of the episodes are unboxing videos showing items that the person scored that day at thrift stores or yard sales and will resell for profit. There's one channel in particular that I follow regularly. His name is Harry Tornado. That's Harry as in H-A-I-R-Y. His real name is Josh, and he does a terrific job with all of his videos showing a day in the life of a full-time eBay seller and YouTuber. He's a natural in front of the camera explaining the ins and outs of what he's doing and doesn't just show the wins, but also shows the losses that can happen along the way too. Quite often while he's sourcing, he'll take out his phone and open the eBay app, which includes a scanning feature. I had no idea it was there until I watched him use it. When you open up the app, there's a teeny tiny camera in the search bar. You press that and it becomes a barcode reader that shows the price that particular item has sold for on eBay and when it last sold. So a few days ago, I walked into a Goodwill store and while wandering around, noticed a small, unopened, new-in-box case laying on a shelf. It was the Now You See Me 2 Phantasma Magic Set with 150-plus magic tricks. I'm not sure if it's Phantasma or Phantasma, but it was a magic trick box. It was priced at $5.99, I wasn't sure if it would be worth flipping. Then I remembered Harry Tornado and the eBay scanner. So I pulled out my phone and scanned the UPC code. The last one sold for $58 plus shipping. Yes, I bought it and it's now up on my eBay store. I love finding out about these little tricks. So thank you, Harry Tornado. Now let's dive into the treasure chest. It was mid-2017 when I decided to create a product and sell it on Amazon. Since I travel quite often, I knew it would have to be something useful for travelers. I started by researching and reading stories from people who made a product from scratch, how they did it, and made note of any pointers that could help me along the way. Then I checked the Alibaba website and started investigating the specific product I wanted to make. Alibaba is a terrific resource to find manufacturers that make products in every category you can imagine. I only wanted to dip my toe into this process and see where it would take me. I was worried that I'd have to buy a ton of product in order to meet their minimum order quantities. Where would I store that? And what would I do if it didn't sell? These were questions that bothered me for a few months. But after sending out inquiries to several manufacturers about the product, minimum quantities, and the timeline, I sorted through the responses and decided to work with Athena, the sales contact at Yantai Clothing Company in China. By this time, it was October of 2017, and I knew I wouldn't have any product ready in time for that holiday season. I also had to start looking into how to become an eBay seller. I had already created an account where I tried retail arbitrage. 
I had bought 30 pet waste bag fire hydrant dispensers, you know, the ones that you attach to the dog leash. I bought it from a Walmart clearance for a dollar each and tried reselling them on Amazon for $3.99. The problem was everyone else was doing the same thing, driving the price further down as they were getting the coveted buy box. There was no way I would make enough profit selling them. So I pulled them from Amazon and listed them on eBay. Those poo bags were poo. In early January of 2018, after confirming the designs, approving the mock-ups and packaging, I pulled the trigger and wired the first payment of $1,250 through the Alibaba website. I know, I was nervous about sending my money too, but everything about the Alibaba website assured me that this was going to be okay. All along the process, Athena sent me updates and was very timely in her responses to my questions. The factories in China shut down for Lunar New Year celebrations each year. So I wanted the product shipped before they closed for 10 days in mid-February. Then Athena sent me photos of the finished product and asked for the final payment of $1,260. Once I sent that, she sent me the tracking numbers for the two boxes. Both boxes arrived about 12 days later. Now, I'm sure you're yelling at me right now asking, what the hell did you make? Tell me. Well, I'm not telling you yet. So hold your horses and be patient. Now it was time to figure out Amazon Seller Central. I won't go down the full rabbit hole with you. Needless to say, it was time consuming, often frustrating, and wrought with fees at every turn. There's a monthly fee of $40 to have a basic seller account on Amazon. I was going to ship the product to Amazon and have them fulfill the orders for me. This is called FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon. They get a cut of each sale for doing that work versus you having to ship the orders yourself or handle returns. I didn't want to be responsible for shipping or returns, so I found those fees acceptable. Also, if you don't have a UPC code, then Amazon would create a product code for you and you'd have to label the product before it was shipped. If you didn't, you'd be charged a fee for Amazon to add the stickers. What I didn't realize when shipping my first batch to the warehouse was that I guess somewhere on the Seller Central page, they give you a suggested amount to ship, but yeah, I never saw that. I had two different packs of products, so I decided to send 150 of each. I found out later that there are monthly storage fees as well as long-term storage fees and probably should have only sent about 10 of each item. Live and learn, right? One of the first things I needed to do was create a company name. I chose Considerate Traveler since I was making... No, I'm still not telling you yet. So once the product was shipped to the warehouse... I had to wait for all of it to be entered into their system. From there, they also distribute the product to other warehouses throughout the country to ensure that one-day turnaround for shipping to Prime members. Once all of that is complete, now you have to advertise. There's advertising on Amazon and also advertising on Facebook and Instagram too. Again, I won't go into all of that, but I spent about $1,800 in advertising over the course of about 18 months, I think. I watched as sales began trickling in. A few packs a month, which rarely covered all of the fees. I really thought I had a winner here, though. So much so that I decided to create another pack and ordered them from Athena in May, which cost $1,400. I had also hired a designer to create my logo. The latest product brandished the new logo design, and I also ordered 600 new packages so I could change out the old designs of the product I still had in my closet. That only cost $60. In June, my website was created. That was another 1000 which included the logo design. In January of 2019, my sales were about 
$38 for the entire month, which didn't cover all the fees. There were many months I was in the red. I was kind of down about it, but I kept sending pitch letters to press and gift guides so that my product could be seen. No bites, though, from anyone. It's easy to fall into the pit of despair when you've spent money and had high hopes for something you created. Some of your family and friends look at you like you've gone off the deep end and even ask the question, why would you make that? You know, with that judgy look on their faces. The truth is, I don't know why I decided to make cotton washable face masks with funny sayings on them a full two years before the pandemic struck. Part of my reasoning, I guess, was the fact that I'm the one that always has to sit next to a passenger who is clearly sick and doesn't have a problem spreading their crud to me. I get a bad cold after pretty much every flight I take. I called the masks message masks. Each pack had two black face masks with different wording. One pack included a mask which read, I'm not sick, but you are. And the second mask with germaphobe. The other pack was blah, blah, blah. And achoo. The third I made later came in a bright blue with do not disturb on one mask and wake me up for food written on the other. I figured they would be a big help for flight attendants. As flu season began in October of 2019, sales began to steadily increase. Enough where I actually didn't owe Amazon any money. Then in January of 2020, when news of this new virus began to spread in China, I really started seeing sales escalate. Remember when I mentioned that in January of 2019, the sales for that entire month were just $38? Well, on January 28th, 2020, that day alone, I sold over $3,000 in face masks. I couldn't believe how many masks were being sold and that I even had to replenish my stock. It was like I was sending a box of at least 100 per week to the warehouse. Amazon will let you know when you should replenish and, as I said before, give you a suggested amount. One day they asked for 180, but I didn't have that much left, and I only sent 150. I shipped that box off in the middle of March. Hmm. Beware the Ides of March. Three days later, Amazon notified me that my message masks were removed from their catalog. They wrote, In order to help our customers better find the products they need during the COVID-19 pandemic, We have increased our controls on new product listings for certain personal safety and household products, such as disposable face masks and related products. With this in mind, we have sidelined the products listed above for review. We took this action because this product is not permitted for sale on Amazon.com. It's your obligation to make sure the products you offer comply with all applicable laws, regulations, and Amazon's policies eBay also pulled the plug as well. It seems there were an awful lot of shysters out there who were jacking prices up on anything pandemic-related. So, after two years of dismal sales on Amazon, a pandemic hits, causing my sales to surge, and suddenly they tell me I can't sell my product any longer? Now it was time to create a removal order to get my product back. Another fee is involved. Ordinarily, this could take up to 10 days. In the meantime, some masks I held back at home were selling to locals in my area via the Nextdoor app. A friend of mine also bought 40 packs for his business. Then I figured the rest of the masks would sell when I got them back from Amazon. Five weeks later, 
I contacted Amazon since I still hadn't received any product back. I was told that, due to the pandemic, it would take a bit longer. By July, I was informed that some were damaged. In August, I started receiving the mask back in dribs and drabs. And as of today, there are seven on the way back, and I have about 82 left in my closet. My seller account reads that 23 are not fulfillable and can't be returned to me. I gave up asking why. I just know that had they been shipped back to me in a reasonable amount of time, I could have sold them. Now, everyone and their mother are making and selling face masks. Eventually, both Amazon and eBay allowed masks to be sold again. At this point, I only sell message masks on eBay, and every few weeks, I sell maybe a pack or two, just like pre-pandemic sales. I learned a lot from this foray into manufacturing and selling, and fortunately, made my money back with a little bit to spare, I think. Alibaba is a terrific place to make products. That platform was definitely my favorite to use. Amazon is a giant company with tons of fees, and I'm just a little business, so it's challenging to be a small seller in the big jungle. I still love Amazon, but I know that I won't sell on it again. I talked all of this up to a great learning experience. I realized an idea that I had had for a long time, and I'm very proud that I actually created a product and was able to sell it. That's all for Thrifty Times Podcast this week. Please send me your questions and comments to allison at thriftytimespodcast.com. That's Allison with one L because two L's are a waste. A-L-I-S-O-N. I would love to hear from you. You can check out some of the items I spoke about today on Thrifty Times Podcast Instagram page. Until next time, stay thrifty and keep digging for treasure.